Welcome to session three of the prayer training course. This is the first of two sections which look at our preparation when we begin to pray. So let's begin. One of the most spiritually satisfying activities we can experience as a Christian is spending time in prayer with our God. However, many people find that it is sometimes difficult to create the opportunity for prayer or, once started, to continue with meaningful prayer for any duration. It is perhaps easy to come before our God with a shopping list of requests and then, once finished, feel that our prayer was empty or meaningless. This self-generated dissatisfaction can tempt us not to attempt or even persist with prayer. This study seeks to establish a framework to make prayer a more natural activity and one that is pleasing both to our Heavenly Father and rewarding to ourselves, both emotionally and spiritually. The starting point is for us to examine some biblical principles for prayer and to see how we might apply those principles to our prayers. The objective is to enable and empower our prayers so that after praying, we can truly say that we have experienced being in the very presence of God. Let's look at biblical principles for praying. One of the basic principles for praying is to seek a quiet place where one will not be disturbed or disrupted by invading thoughts, our physical surroundings or other people. To be effective in prayer, we need to have peace and quiet so that we are able to focus our thoughts and project ourselves spiritually into the very presence of God. Only then can we focus on the matters that we seek to bring before the Lord in our prayer. The biblical instruction is found in Matthew chapter 6, verse 6, which states, But you, when you pray, go into your room, and when you have shut your door, pray to your Father, who is in the secret place, and your Father, who sees in secret, will reward you openly. This Bible verse describes the ideal situation, but for many who are attempting to pray, there is not the luxury of finding a quiet room at the very point in time when prayer is needed. We should, therefore, practice being able to quieten our mind and to set it apart so that whether we are in an ideal place or not, we can filter out all distractions and come boldly into the throne room of God. The other key statement in the above verse is that when we meet God in his secret, that is, concealed or hidden place, he hears our prayers and will grant us an answer that is rewarding to us. It can indeed be a challenge to consciously empty our minds of the day-to-day -day issues that surround us and enter into a contemplative and receptive attitude of the mind and spirit. However, this condition is a key element of being open to hear the Holy Spirit speaking to us, either in his still, quiet voice, or by him planting thoughts, visions and dreams or notions into our mind and spirit. The enemy of achieving this state is unforgiveness or unconfessed sin. Matthew chapter 5 
verses 22 to 25 and Mark 11 verses 25 and 26 explains this concept. Similarly, in 1 Peter 3 verse 7, it explains how a husband must honour his wife so that his prayers will not be impeded. And surely this verse would also apply to a woman honouring her husband. We must come into the Lord's presence with clean hands. See 2 Samuel chapter 22 verse 21 and clean hearts. See Psalm 51 verse 10. And this can only be achieved by repentance, forgiveness and cleansing by the blood of Jesus Christ. See 1 John 1 verses 7 to 9. A further biblical principle is stated in James chapter 4 verse 8, which states, Draw near to God and he will draw near to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. We need to make a conscious effort to draw near to God so that we can communicate with him. Prayer should not be a half-hearted or flimsy activity. Jesus, the one who searches the hearts of mankind, see Romans chapter 8 verse 27 and Revelation 2 verse 23, knows whether we are genuine or not in our efforts to communicate with God. So when we come to God with a humble attitude, he knows that we are genuinely seeking to engage with him. When we do that, then the Bible states that he will draw near to us. In drawing near to God, we need to come with a seeking attitude, not only in our mind, but in our heart. There is need to be a deep yearning in our hearts, in concert with our spirit, to fellowship with our Lord in deep intimacy. Jeremiah 29 verse 13 explains this notion quite clearly when it states, And you will seek me and find me when you search for me with all your heart. When we pray, we should be mindful that the will of God must be done in all that we seek. To delight God, we need to be obedient to his will and word. In Psalm 37 verse 4 we read, Delight yourself also in the Lord, and he shall give you the desires of your heart. So, if we put God's will and purpose first in our prayers, it puts us in the position that God can answer our petitions in rewarding ways. Praise and worship of our Lord is important to him hearing us. So it is important to bring heartfelt praise to our God. Psalm 22 verse 3 explains this to us, where it says, But you, O God, are holy, who inhabit the praises of Israel. Some translations describe this verse in terms of believers as God dwells in the praises of his people. Therefore, our praise is an integral part of our being able to experience God's presence and thus his favour. It is a matter of us being willing to sublimate our will to his will, that is, to put God first. There are other matters that we should consider in preparing to pray. 
Firstly, we need to believe that God is the one who hears and answers prayer. Secondly, it is important to have both a humble and repentant heart as well. In Daniel 9, we read where Daniel prayed a prayer of confession for himself and his people. Then in Daniel chapter 10 verse 12, we read God's answer to Daniel. God had both heard and answered his prayer of repentance and his prayer requests. Daniel 10 verse 12 states, Then he said to me, Do not fear, Daniel, for the first day that you set your heart to understand, that is to believe, and to humble yourself before your God, your words were heard, and I have come because of your words. Theologians consider that the man Daniel saw in the vision is the angel of the Lord, who is the pre-incarnate Jesus. Therefore, based on the biblical teaching in this verse, we will be heard by God when we come before him with a humble and repentant heart, believing what God has promised. Let's turn to a prayer framework. We have examined just three biblical principles that aid in preparing for effective prayer, and there are many more that could be addressed. We will, however, now attempt to set out a framework that can at least give us guidance on how to prepare ourselves for prayer. This includes both physical and spiritual aspects. Firstly, we need to understand that prayer is not simply positive thinking, although being positive through faith is a key requirement leading to answered prayer. See James 5 verse 15. Prayer could be defined as relevance and life-giving fellowship and communication between God and all creation and his children. God is a very organised and structured being. His laws control and manage the vastness of the universe. One only has to see the law of gravity in action to know that if we let go of a heavy weight and our foot is directly below, the resulting meeting of weight and foot has a consequence of the law of gravity and will likely be painful. Similarly, we need to heed the instructions that the Lord has given us on how to walk in his favour. In the Lord's Prayer, see Matthew chapter 6, verses 9 to 13, the Bible gives us guidance on how to pray. This model prayer directs us to engage with God by praying to our Father in heaven. So the starting point is to address our prayer to our Heavenly Father. Having made this statement, it is also appropriate and proper to address both Jesus and the Holy Spirit as the recipients of our prayers. The traditional convention is to address prayers to the Father through the Son, that is Jesus. See John 14 verses 13 to 14, seeking outcomes in the compassion, love and power and authority of the Holy Spirit. See Ephesians 6 verse 18. We are praying in a Trinitarian manner where we recognise God the Father, God the Son, that is Jesus, and God the Holy Spirit as the Godhead comprising three equal entities, three in one. The Bible states in Deuteronomy chapter 6 verse 4, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. 
Our traditional Trinitarian doctrine, three holy entities in one, recognises overall that there is but one God who chooses to reveal himself to us in and through three separate identities or attributes of his being. God in his wisdom has chosen this approach so that we can gain what is often perceived as a somewhat less than complete understanding of who he is. The good news is, however, that our limited or fuzzy understanding of who or what God is in no way inhibits or diminishes his ability both to hear and respond to our prayers. See 1 Kings chapter 8 verse 29 and 1 Kings 9 verse 3. Another vital element for the structure of our prayers is also expressed in the Lord's Prayer. The statement is, Hallowed be your name. God is indeed holy, and we must recognise his holiness in terms of his being set apart, that is, different to us in character, nature, thoughts and attitude. And in his position as our Creator, Lord and Master, our recognition of the goodness, holiness and compassion of God is essential to us according him due reverence and awe. In God we have the one who is the giver of every good and perfect gift. James chapter 1 verse 17 which says every good and every perfect gift is from above and comes down from the Father of lights with whom there is no variation or shadow of turning. The paramount expression of God is his love and his great gift of love to us in Jesus Christ. 1 John 4 verse 8 states, He who does not love does not know God, for God is love. When we come to God's throne of grace with a humble worshipping heart, then we are assured that he will hear our prayer. The essence of prayer is to gain access to God's presence. In his presence, we have the opportunity to draw near to him and to express our worship, praise and requests. Love is the key. For in the presence of the Lord, there is love and in the outpouring of his love, there is the assurance of his presence. What a wonderful place to be. When we express genuine love and affection towards God, he delightfully relishes our words and responds by sending his anointing upon us. Through his anointing, a spiritual bond is formed between our spirit being and the Holy Spirit of God. The presence of the anointing is characterised by awareness that we are being favoured and touched by God for a specific purpose. Generally, it is not driven by emotions, but this can vary. Most commonly, it is simply the vivid awareness of the presence of God. A further assurance of his presence is God's peace. One often senses a special serenity of the mind and the soul. Silence and listening also has a role to play in our prayers. Silence is a form of waiting upon God. Waiting in silence in God's presence is in itself a wonderful form of prayer. 1 Kings 
chapter 19 verse 12 explains how Elijah heard the voice of God when around him there was nothing but chaos. And it says, And after the earthquake a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire, and after the fire a still small voice. In today's world there are many disruptions and distractions. When we seek God's presence, we need to understand that sometimes we must simply shut out all else and listen for God. In that silence, there can be great reward. Applying the foregoing steps should prepare us to enter the presence of God and there present our petitions. The Apostle Paul gave some excellent teaching to the Philippians, which we would do well to follow. In the throne room of God, we need to exercise a measured boldness based on our righteousness in Christ. We should not be anxious about putting our petitions before God because his peace will prevail to guide and guard our hearts and minds through our Saviour Jesus. Philippians 4 verses 4 to 8 clearly states his divine principle thus, Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say, rejoice. Let your gentleness be known to all men. The Lord is at hand. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. So, in conclusion... This study has set out to provide a framework for preparing for prayer. Our final thoughts focus on the Holy Spirit, for he is the one who is both able and willing to guide our prayers. The Apostle Paul gave this guiding principle to the believers in Rome, in Romans 8, verse 26. Likewise, the Spirit also helps in our weaknesses. For we do not know what we should pray for as we ought, but the Spirit himself makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. It is a great comfort and encouragement to us, knowing that the Holy Spirit will be with us, taking our imperfect statements and thoughts and shaping them into powerful words that are pleasing to our Heavenly Father. He is our prayer champion and our greatest ally in prayer. Finally, to encourage us even further, the noted theologian Oswald Chambers wrote these stirring words in his book, My Utmost for His Highest. And this is the reading for the 7th of June. This relates directly to our coming into the presence of God and praying. And he says, Whatsoever you ask in my name, that I will do, which is recorded in John 14 verse 13. The disciple who abides in Jesus is the will of God and his apparently free choices are God's foreordained decrees. Mysterious? Logically contradictory and absurd? Yes, but a glorious truth to the saint. Let's finish our session with a word of prayer. Loving God and Heavenly Father, we give you thanks for all your good and perfect gifts to us, for your tender mercies and your compassions. In this time together, 
we have sought to find appropriate ways to come before you and seek your face so that our prayers will be heard by you and that you will give us your favour. Help us always to prepare our hearts so that we honour you, for it is only by your grace that we are able to be saved. Empower us by your Holy Spirit so that we can come boldly to your throne of grace in any and every circumstance. Pour out your anointing upon us so that we may serve you in spirit and in truth. Help us to keep our spirit fixed upon you, for you and you alone are truth. Give us clean hands and clean hearts, O God. And this we pray in the name of Jesus. Amen. Bless you. Amen. Amen.